Welcome back to the Derek and Eric Show. Oh, oh. I make myself laugh, ladies and gentlemen. My, I, I just crack myself up. Eric, 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 party of one. <laughs> I'm okay with that. Eric, party of one. Yes. Eric, party of one, and he's on an old happy little island. He's on something. I do wish. <laughs> Lots of water. Anyway, let's move on. Move it on. Let's discuss some some sports. Football. Football. Yeah! My well, we Lions. Have, the Lions, they did it. They had their first playoff win in what was it, 84 years, like the woman from Titanic said? I mean, that's basically how it felt. I mean, to put it in perspective, their last playoff win, I was – uh, four years old, Eric. So yes, it's been a long, long time. <laughs> Let's see. Was you I even that? alive then? Oh my God! It was ninety ninety two, nineteen ninety two. I do believe I was about to turn a year old. <laughs> there you go. So Derek's fifty four, and sure. what we will talk about. I'm not, even, I'm not even gonna fight it anymore. Just <laughs> you know what? Before we'll I know it, I'll, the... before I know it, I'll start getting AARP crap in the mail, <laughs> and then I'll... everyone's gonna just be laughing. I'll I mean... sign him up for AARP. Oh my god! Oh, so, someone god. will sign me up, and I'll get up like, look, what the hell is this? All right. Well, well, Derek tells you what we're gonna talk about. I'm gonna look up AARP subscriptions. No, I do <laughs> not need one. <laughs> That's only what when you get past 50. I'm not there yet, damn What it. we're going to talk about today is the <laughs> obvious, the wild, super wild yeah, card weekend f- recap. Don't forget the super. Anytime I hear the super wild card thing, I just imagine Super Smash Bros. Uh, intro. Super wild card, card. Yep. Right? <laughs> That's a great okay. game. We will talk about the teams that lost in the wild card who has the brightest outlook and who's about ready to bleep the bed (laughs) we'll dabble in the coaching carousel as well kind of give you our thoughts and who's gonna land where Mm -hmm. we'll touch the abs and nuggets real fast as they are both in boston today as of thursday and friday how crazy is that that uh both of them are in the same city happened in dallas last year i think that's crazy, yeah. Both in the same city. Think they, uh, they think they meet up and hang out? No. And then we <laughs> will no. talk about the divisional round of the NFL coming up. Yeah. Eight teams and four games remaining. I know. And Eric paid up this 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 week, folks. I did. It didn't take me two fucking years like it did Derek. <laughs> <laughs> No, I guess he didn't. He did it right <laughs> away. So, lesson learned going forward, Eric. I will. Uh, I'll pay it right away, like you did. That'll show you. So a good, a good Paul tequila that is that me and you, uh, your roommate, indulged in. We liked it. So yeah, it was pretty good. All right, Derek. Let's start with the Saturday yeah. games. The first game of the playoff schedule, as it always is when the Houston Texans are involved. They hosted the Cleveland Browns, and with a rookie quarterback and rookie head coach, the Houston Texans dominate the Cleveland Browns 45-14. to 14. I mean, yeah, Wacko 
Flacco finally fell down to earth. Uh, my God, Eric, we said it all season. We've said it almost every game. Flacco's picks were getting out of hand. We're like, come, uh, you could do, you could throw three interceptions against the Bears, and it's not going to cost you. But you throw a couple against a good team, it's going to cost you. And unfortunately, he uh, he threw back to back eight or back to back pick sixes, one for yep. eighty-two yards and one for thirty-six yards. Yeah, and. Also, for Cleveland, not being able to run the ball really oh, killed them. Big time. I mean, Kareem Hunt had a touchdown, but eight carries for 26 yards. Jerome Ford did nothing, and Flacco at three carries for 13 yards. Why? <laughs> He's old. He shouldn't be running the ball. Um, but I, I think the defense trying to take, trying to win games for this team and Flacco's mistakes just caught up to him. And mm-hmm. CJ Stroud, my God. He's just lighting the world on fire. 16 of 21, 274, three touchdowns, no turnovers. And also, uh, Brevin Jordan, that tight end, that dude's got Ass. some speed on him for being a tight end. Like, my God. Yeah, he took a, he had one catch for 76 yards there. He took it to the house. Yeah. But Nico <laughs> Collins, six catches, 96 yards and a touchdown. Falling out again. Yep. Dalton Schultz had a huge, or he had one catch. He had a big drop earlier too, but mm-hmm. um, the Texans are just better. And the Cleveland Browns may have gone 11 and six, but it was a very, very faux 11 and six in my eyes. They were, which we'll was, talk about later. But yeah, there was nothing that really flashy or really intimidated you about them, and we just, you know, the the fire that Flacco had just got extinguished and it died yeah the, <laughs> the only thing you feared on the browns was miles garrett and that's it yeah and if they would have had uh nick chubb then maybe yeah you, that could have played a big part probably in their whole season and even in this game but you know they they didn't have them i mean maybe on the chicago, chicago cleveland uh jeremiah usukoromoro the linebacker he's really good but does a linebacker scare you? No. So, Browns are eliminated. Texans move on. And no they... sacks for the Browns. Texans have four. <laughs> that's a kill. Yeah. All right. Also, Brown... toilet yards. Texans move on to face the Baltimore Ravens. The other Saturday game, the Peacock exclusive, probably the worst game of the weekend. <laughs> Yes, uh, it was. The Miami Dolphins didn't want to play in the cold, and they go to Kansas City and lose embarrassingly 26-7. to Yeah, Tua throwing these check down screen passes like, hello? B- throw the ball. I know it's cold, but, like, just chuck the ball downfield like you did to that one with, with Tyreek. I mean, yeah, it was 10-7. to when they had that touchdown, I was like, oh, okay, maybe Miami's going to get back into it. And then they just they just didn't. They just laid an egg. I don't think they trusted Tua to throw the ball. I don't, yeah. And the one time they went deep, he overthrows Tyreek Hill by like eight yards in the air. And it mm-hmm. goes right to a Chiefs safety. And oh. I don't think the Chiefs offense was still that spectacular. They still struggled to finish in the red zone. Mm-hmm. And Mahomes, you know, good day, 23 of 41, 262. Touchdown, Isaiah Pacheco man. had 24 carries for 89 yards and a touchdown. But 
who I talked about, Rasheed Rice, eight catches, 130 yards, 100, yeah, 130 yards and a touchdown. Yeah, he's like their main. He's like his main go-to guy now. You can tell that they're really getting him involved more and more in the offense now. But the Dolphins, Raheem Mostert, eight carries. I mean, come on. The guy had 18 rushing touchdowns in this in the regular season. You only give it to him eight times in this game. Like, come on. Chiefs outgained the Dolphins 409 to 264. And a Dolphins oh, offense, oh, oh. mind you, that put up 70 effing points this year. Can only score seven in the postseason. And like you said, I know it's cold. It didn't stop Mahomes throwing the ball 41 times. Dolphins haven't won a playoff game, Eric, since uh, the year 2000. I know. Now they have the longest drought since the Lions snapped theirs. 2000. And you've got to start looking at Tua and saying, hey, when are you going to step up? Because the Dolphins collapsed at the end of the year, too. Not as bad as the Eagles did, but they collapsed. Big time. Well, yeah, and it all started with the Titans game. That's where their collapse started. Was losing that Monday night game. Which was awful. So... Chiefs move on. Dolphins go home to the sunny, sunny Florida. The tank. Because they're dolphins. Hey, get it? Hey. <laughs> uh, on the Sunday, one yeah. game we already talked about, but the first game was the Green Bay Packers. My God. Going into Dallas to face the Cowboys. And the Packers. Stick it to the Cowboys winning 48-32. And I know the score sounds close. Oh, folks, but it wasn't. It was never a close game. No. The only reason it was close is because the Packers put their backups in and the Cowboys actually moved the ball against them. And then so they the had to pack- bring the starters back in. So yeah. the pa- and the bed and the Packers put up a touchdown. I know. How funny is that? They're like, oh, crap. We better put our uh, starters back in. And they did. And then you guess were- what? Prescott couldn't move the ball down the field when their nope. starters came back in. <laughs> but the guy I want to talk about, Jordan Love, had the oh, exact man. same stat line basically as CJ Stroud. 16 to 21, 272, average 13 yards per attempt, three touchdowns, no picks, wasn't touched. Who's ever in charge of the quarterbacks there or the scouting of quarterbacks in green bay eric is a genius is all i have to say it's, it's their quarterback coaching i mean phenomenal coach you go brett Favre to aaron Rodgers now to jordan love and, and the way jordan love finished this season and then the way he he's he played in this game i mean he's looking like he's the real deal for him the only thing that's giving me hesitation with jordan love is how he's gonna do next year when people mm. have more film on it. We that's, talk about this all the true. time. Can he overcome people changing how they play him? Mm-hmm. And honestly, when he was bad, they were bad. They were really bad. So it's Jordan Love's going to have to keep carrying this team. And we'll, we'll dive more into that. But with this game, yeah, Dak Prescott threw for 400 yards. 60 passing attempts. What do we always say, Eric? You throw up more than 40, you're probably not going to win. <laughs> but after, so, and Tony Pollard had 15 carries for 56 yards. The next guy was Dak with six for 45. And then Rico Dowdle, who? Oh, 
with two carries for 11 yards. Ugh. And CeeDee Lamb looked like garbage in this game. Big he looked like he had no idea how to play the right receiver position. And then also the Packers, look who also they gave the ball to, Eric. We, we preached it all year. Your best offensive playmaker, Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones. He's, he is the Packers' best player. And the last few games, they started using him again. 21 carries, 118 yards, three touchdowns, average 5.5 yards per carry. Guy has nine touchdowns, Eric. The last four games he's played against the Cowboys. Nine. Derek, the Packers have more playoff wins in AT&T Stadium than the Cowboys do. Did you, and did you also know the Texans, since their inaugural season, have more playoff wins than Dak Prescott does? Oh my God. Five for the Texans, three for Dak Prescott. <laughs> so the Packers are the first number seven seed since they introduced that to win a game mm-hmm. in the playoffs. Dallas goes home with a lot of damn question marks. Well, they stay home. Nobody lives in Dallas. They all went back to Florida. Except Jerry Jones and his... And his shower. (laughs) The best playoff game of the weekend. The LA Rams went to Detroit to face off against the Lions. And the Lions hosting their first ever playoff game in Ford Field. Mm -hmm. Hang on and win a one-point game 24-23. to You know, we said it when we watched this, you know, we watched it together and and we even said it throughout the whole week, Eric, who had the ball last was going to win. And unfortunately for you, the the Lions were the last one to have the ball. Yeah, not going for it on the fourth down. I know it was Mm. 14 with one Mm -hmm. timeout wasn't the right call. Well, wasting two timeouts because you oh. wanted to delay a game really, really hurt the Rams bad. Yeah, really bad. That, that was brutal. But yep. Matt Stafford, dude. He's, he's 25 good. of 36, 364, two touchdowns, no picks. And then your freaking superstar in the Luka making. How about him? Nakua is good. my Lord and Savior. That guy is good, man. Yeah. Nine catches. 181 yards and a touchdown. And there was that one, it was a third and long where they threw him a screen pass and he just bounced two tacklers off of him and got like 10 yards on third and eight, I think it was. He is a hard, hard guy to tackle. He is a scrappy son of a gun, Eric. That's what one thing I will say about him. That man does not go down without a fight. You really yeah. got to deck and hit that guy to bring him down. I will say, though, the the reason this game went to the Lions was the Lions had three red zone trips, three touchdowns. The Rams had three red zone trips, three field goals. Yep, that's the difference. Honestly, even if the Rams moved on, Kyron Williams broke his hand in the end of that game. Tyler Higby tore his ACL. They were banged up. They were banged up. I don't think they would have gone on. But on the Lions side, I thought they played as good of a first half as you could have in a, in a uh, offensively, mind you, in a uh, pre a postseason game. Well, yeah, they put up 21 points, you know, in the first half. You can't ask for anything better than that. Can you? They were up 14 to three at one point. I know they were, and then uh, 
You know, Rams got into it. 50-yard touchdown to Puka. Like, hello? You going to cover him? (laughs) (laughs) Number one guy. And you're like, oh, let's just leave him open. I guess they took one out of the commander's playbook on that touchdown. And and Jared Goff in that first half, he was perfect. I I mean, he was was so good. You could see that this game meant a lot to him. Oh, it it meant a a crap ton to him. Are you kidding me? you know, the second half scoring slowed down, but they were still moving the ball against each other. And Aiden Hutchinson, too, Eric, still fourth game in a row. He's had two two sacks. Mm-hmm. Had the he's, only two sacks of the game on the Rams, Stafford. Two sacks yeah. for 10 yards. So he's something. Whatever that guy's been doing, man, he's been turning it on recently the last few games, which is good. Yeah. But – uh We'll, again, we're going to talk about all the teams that lost, but out of all the teams that lost, I think the Rams have the brightest future. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's just this game in general. Just a damn good game. It wasn't a blowout. It was very competitive, back and forth, and you just you just didn't know what the hell was going to happen until the end of the game. Yeah. Refs had a little bit of help to do with this game, though, on, on a oh, couple God. of plays. I... Uh, I'm not going to blame the refs because when, that's when Stafford that's, got sandwiched. Yeah. When Stafford got all looked like he was getting concussed, got looked sandwiched. Like he was out. Yeah. And Hutchinson stepped on him too, by the way. Now I know that was in, inadvertent, but mm. no pass interference. And then on the last one, you can clearly see Cam Sutton holding oh. on to Puka's jersey for dear life so he couldn't jump and get the ball. And and, and that guy is he he's starting to show he is a Achilles heel in that secondary because he has been burned by CD lamb, Puka Nakua, uh, Justin Jefferson, all these receivers he's played the last several weeks have just burned him. Eric. Yeah. Now he's got to cover Mike, Mike Evans. Evans. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm like, now, now you welcome a guy who's six, five, two twenty something. And you got to cover him. Yeah. Good, good luck. Covering that freaking tower of a dude. But Rams go home. Lions move on to host another playoff game. Yay! Then on Monday, we had a snowball, even though you wouldn't tell because the field was pristine. Mm-hmm. Stance work, but uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers went to Bushalo to face off against the Bills. And Steelers kept it very competitive, but at the end, the Bills just ran away with it 31 to 17. Yeah, it was it was twenty one to nothing at one point, and kind of after that, you figured Buffalo would put it on cruise control and probably get an easy win in this game, and they did. I mean, Mason Rudolph. I mean, come on, can you really rely on him? No, <laughs> he didn't have can't. a bad game. No. It's just the Bills didn't run, or the Bills, the the Steelers didn't run the ball as well as you would like. Mm-hmm. It also helps when Josh Allen fakes slides and then runs for a touchdown afterwards. Yeah, who's uh, who did uh, Pickett? He did what Kenny Pickett did in college. Remember? Yep. <laughs> um, and Josh Allen throwing at three touchdowns, only two hundred yards, but it was on the ground with the Bills just dominated. Cook, which Cook had seventy-nine yards. Allen had seventy-four yards. Which is a dimension of this team that they have been missing the last several years is not being yeah. able to run the ball, and now. They're a really, really good running team, yeah. Yeah, there's really not much to say in this one rather than the Steelers. They just they ran into a Buffalo Bills team that's really good, and they continue to lose without T.J. Watt. Yeah. 
Uh, I, I don't even think TJ Watt would have mattered in this game, though. No. What did you think about Shakir's touchdown catch? That was pretty. I'm stunned he didn't go down on that. I mean, back. that was pretty impressive of him putting his hand down and staying up to score. Yeah, I thought he was down. I was like, there's no way he stayed up, and he did. And he did, yeah. Very, very impressive. So the Bills will host another playoff game, and the Steelers go home. Oh, boy. And (laughs) the last game, probably the second worst playoff game this week. The Philadelphia is the struggling Philadelphia Eagles go to oh, poor Sam and face the Buccaneers. And the Buccaneers mm. dominated from the first possession, 32 to 9. I mean, yeah, it's just they were up 13 to nothing at one point. And it's just the Eagles, yeah, they got it close. I mean, it was 16 to 9. You're like, oh, okay. You know, maybe the Eagles might make this a game. And then Tampa Bay is just like, yeah, no. Baker Mayfield <laughs> just decided to just have another game of his freaking life again, Eric. Yeah. Threw for 337 much. yards and three touchdowns. A.J. Brown, I think, being gone really hurt the Eagles in this oh, game. Oh, I did 100%. 100%. And Darius, and Darius Slay getting hurt didn't help either. Yeah, I mean – the two takeaways I have from the Eagles is no effort Mm-mm. and no tackle. No. It didn't seem like anyone in that secondary wanted to tackle anybody. It, you know, if you're the Eagles too, get rid of Patricia. Like, what are you doing? Get rid of him. Since you hired him, your team has been, especially your defense, has been trash. Straight trash since you well, have hired him they had him at the beginning of the season uh it's just that he wasn't in a coaching role though he was they, a, 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 they mentioned it on the advisor broadcast. or something yeah well they mentioned it on the broadcast that darius slay said that it's really hard to try and change systems midway through the season but it with is. professionals we got to try it out i'm like that's not on you bro that's on your coaching seriously And the, the Eagles just being outcoached, outplayed, out-efforted was obvious. And the middle school offense that they run, running the ball, is pathetic. You've got to find a different way to run the ball. And DeAndre Swift can't carry the ball 10 times. Mm. That's how you lose. Yeah, Nick, Nick, Nick Sirianni's got some stuff to do this offseason because he, he, he can't lose his team. You lose his team, you are in trouble. Well, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them here in a second because yeah. i got a lot to say. But uh, Tampa moves on. They will go to Detroit to face off against the Lions and the Eagles. Go home. So Derek, Back to Philly. Let's talk about the teams. That yes. lost. So Browns, Dolphins, Cowboys, Rams, Steelers, Eagles. Mm-hmm. In your humble opinion, I want you to rank them from brightest outlook for next season to most worried about next season. The teams that lost this last weekend. Correct. Um, 
So brightest to worst. Brightest, as we said, you're, you're the Rams. Like, I, really, Cooper Cup, Puka, Kyron Williams, bam, Stafford, the way he's playing. There's your offense. Hello. And the way well, your defense that, came on at the end of the year, too, yeah. they played, played really good. Second youngest team in the NFL. Yeah. And so, they went 7-1 and one down the stretch. So, yeah, they're definitely the brightest. I would say underneath them, oh, God, this is tough. I'll say, in my opinion, it's Rams. Steelers, maybe, God, if they get a quarterback. I but that's if they get a quarterback because their defense is good, good rushing attack, good receivers. But if you can get a good complementary quarterback, they're the second team, I think. Here's my only problem is the last few years. Let me pull up the standings. The Steelers just have gone like nine and eight, nine and eight, 10 and seven, losing the first round there. There's no progression. So like, they'll still be good next year, but is Mike Tomlin done after next year? It's the last year of his contract. So it might be. I agree. I'll put the Steelers second. I think just because of the talent that they have, I'll put the Dolphins third. Although you've got to answer that to a question. Mm-hmm. And I was looking right. at the Rams free agents, by the way. There's like Jordan Fuller. You'd probably want to bring back. Uh, Demarcus Robinson. He had a pretty good year for you. He'll probably you get, yeah, you get him on the cheap. Mm-hmm. Carson Wentz, if he's willing to be a backup. The Wentz wagon. The Wentz wagon won a game for you. So. <laughs> Yeah, he beat he beat those damn Niners for you. Um, he beat those damn Niners. I'm trying to find the Dolphins. Here we go. So the Dolphins least... don't really have a whole lot of free agents that are like, no, super important. Like Eli Apple, get get the get him the hell off. I mean, yeah, bad corner. Yeah, get rid of him. They've got a lot, but like none of them. I'm sitting here. I'm like, oh boy, you'd hate to lose that person. Mm-hmm. So. Jerome Baker is probably their biggest one outside pass rusher, but he's old. Can't stay healthy. Yeah. Um, so like, I think the dolphins are in a good spot, but it's just, do you think Tua can be a franchise quarterback for you? That remains to be seen. And next year, you're going to have to pick up his fifth or this year. You're going to have to pick up his fifth year option. So yeah, they have a free agent in 2025. So yeah, they also have a... so is Jalen Waddle. Ooh. Mm. So you got to pick up both their options because Jalen Waddle was the first round. Phillips. Oh they're, boy, they're, so their best pass rusher. So the Dolphins have some decisions to make then come this off season, big time. Mm-hmm. All but right, then if if it was you, Derek, would you pay Tua forty million dollars a year? I mean. God, who are your other options? Draft somebody. You want to go down that road again and draft someone? I mean, I mean, definitely pick up his fifth year option and see what you have. But after that, no. If I'm being honest, no. I don't think I could pay him forty million a year. I don't think Man, I could do it next year. Starting next year, you're minus forty two million, almost forty three million under the cap. 
Ouch. Or over the cap, excuse me. At least they're not as bad as the Saints. No. <laughs> and speaking of cap space, the Rams will have $48 million in cap space. Damn. They got a nice chunk of change, huh? Uh-huh. Not bad. So after I, the Dolphins. I'd put the Browns. Yeah. I don't like their situation moving forward. But it's better than the other two. <laughs> after the brown i mean yeah the browns at least have a good defense and if nick chubb can return to his old form which is a very very big question mark but if he well, can and here's the thing you're gonna have to stick with the rapist as your quarterback you want to know mean, why Derek? how much money you gave him you know what his dead cap is if oh, they cut him a lot two hundred million dollar dead cap hit and so yeah that would put your franchise back for what geez seven years <laughs> his cap hit alone next year is 63.97 mil that's 23 and a half percent of their salary cap and he barely played for you this year and when he did he was garbage he threw 11 touchdowns, seven interceptions, Eric. Check great. Not Congrats. very good. Yeah, the, the Browns are the Browns are stuck with with him. I mean, fully guaranteed contract, that's what you're getting out of him. So you're uh, you're stuck with him, yeah. I'm going to put this in perspective. So in games played this year, Joe Flacco had 5, Deshaun Watson had 6. Mm-hmm. When PJ played a couple, I think, and then so did. Oh, dude, Deshaun had a worse season. He said seven touchdowns to four picks. Oh wow! So he had less than I. Yeah. Wow. Um, how many? Who threw for more yards in five games or six games between Joe Flacco or Deshaun Watson? Oh, that's easy. That's Flacco. Yep, he threw for five hundred more yards. Five hundred. Holy crap! Five hundred more. He had about 30 more complete uh, attempt throw passing attempts mm. and six more touchdowns, more picks too. But now the only thing I will say what's good for the Browns is Nick Chubb is coming back, but how is he going to be after that knee injury? That horrific knee injury for that matter. Well, he avoided it being a super horrific knee injury. But uh, yeah, he did. Like it, it's the same knee he hurt in college, wasn't it? Yeah, the same knee he hurt while he was in uh, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, same same knee he hurt at Georgia. So, I the guy's got a long road ahead of him, and you hope that he can return to his old form. But a lot of guys tell you after you tear your ACL that your knee's never the same, and it it might be like that with him. And I'm looking for their that through their free agents. None of them are like big name free agents like oh you better sign that guy for next year yeah so like the browns could still be good but i don't know if they're gonna be competing for a playoff spot next year because the the Bengals are presumably going to be better the steelers are going to be about just the same joe joe burrow will come back so you know the Bengals are going to be good <laughs> and his was only a wrist injury so i i don't think it's that bad 
hopefully. But yeah, you said the Steelers can be competitive, and of course, the, the Ravens. The Ravens are freaking good every year. So you're gonna those three teams that you gotta jump in front of. Now, the two. No oh boy. The the two just most disappointing, disgusting, fat, gross, fat? ugly. I just <laughs> I'm just Man. coming up. I'm just coming There's... up with adjectives here. Adjectives to describe them. Gotcha. Grotesque. I will say grotesque. <laughs> there you go. I'll throw I'll throw one in there. <laughs> I will say the Cowboys are in a better spot than the Eagles. Than the Eagles. And here's why. Oh boy. Okay. Derek, list of free agents going into the offseason for the Philadelphia Eagles. So this 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 coming March. It's coming March. Okay. Fletcher Cox. Okay. Brandon Graham. Two good defensive players. Keep, yep. keep keep track of these for me, too. How many players that are. See, we got two okay. so far. All right. I'll count them. DeAndre Swift. Swift's a free eight. They just traded for him. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy. Quez Watkins. Okay. This guard, Ayosua Opeta. I don't know who the hell that is. Their starting guard. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Okay. Nicholas Morrow. Linebacker, mm-hmm. Zach Cunningham, linebacker. A good line, good linebacker. Sha- he was fine. He was terrible in that game. Yeah. Sha- Shaquille Leonard, linebacker. Mm. Bradley Roby, corner. He's still playing. Huh? Wow. He, he missed a huge tackle in that game. Yeah, he did. Uh, <laughs> yes, wide receiver, he did. wide receiver, Sakias. Mm-hmm. Running back, Boston Scott. Marcus Mariota, your doppelganger. There he is. Julio Jones. Backup tackle, Jack Driscoll. Running back, Richard Penny. And then their punter. 16. And I would say a good 14 of them are key contributors for the team this year. Big time. Yeah. I would definitely. DeAndre Swift. I mean, my God, you traded a, a fourth rounder for him. And uh-huh. you better you better sign him. If not, oh man, that was not a good trade. No, and he was he had some good. spells this season where he was awesome for him. Yeah, he did. So you got to bring him back. But uh, and oh Jason, did I say Jason Kelsey? Well, uh, yeah, he's probably going to retire. He's so probably he, retiring. You got to get another center. Uh, if you're oh, the man. Eagles, oof, and you watch if you're the owner slash GM. You watched your team <laughs> lay an collapse. egg last, last seven weeks. Yeah. Last seven weeks. One and six. If you're Jeffrey Lurie, Derek, so apparently him and Nick Sirianni just had a closed door meeting to discuss the team and what to do moving forward. What would you do? I mean, it, your defense is a big issue. I mean, allowing that many points. I mean, you look at the Commanders game, the Giants, the Cardinals, who don't have that much talent, put 35 on you in Philly. I mean, hello. It's a big red flag right there. Uh, A.J. Brown, 
there's rumors swirling out there. He took all Eagles stuff off his social media. So you got to make sure that guy wants to stay because if he leaves, Oh boy, there goes your number one target. And you saw how bad that offense was without him. Terrible. So you got, you got to keep him. I mean, Deandre Swift, you got to bring him back. You made that trade. And yeah, like you said, he had moment. He had several games. He was good for you. Defensive side, maybe another coordinator, or do you stick with Patricia and give an entire offseason to him to try and implement his new defense, or do you want to go a different route with someone else? You have to go with someone else. Yeah, and then maybe Dialette, Graham, and Fletcher Cox go because they're each aging veterans, and you maybe try and bring in younger players in the draft or in free agency, you try and sign some guys. Fletcher Cox is 31. Brandon Graham is 35. Mm. Third turning 36, by the way. Yeah. So do you want to bring those aging veterans back on like a one year deal? Maybe, maybe to have depth, you could, but it has to come at a reasonable price, but they, they, they have a lot of work. I think to do so get a situation. You got to draft a center or sign one in free agency yeah. now. This situation that Sirianni is going through where he met with the owner um, is the same thing that happened with Doug Peterson where they're like, we're not firing you. We're going to help, you know, let's find um, Mm. coordinators for you. Mm -hmm. And then like a week later, they fired him. They fired Mm. Doug Peterson. I think we're kind of in the same situation because who is on the market there for coaching? Bill Belichick. Jim Harbaugh. I don't know if Jim Harbaugh would be good for the Eagles. But Bill Belichick with Jalen Hurts? I mean, the way New England's defense always is, and you bring in Belichick, and if he could do that to the Eagles' defense, hello, to go with that offense? Because the Cowboys are keeping Mike McCarthy, which we'll talk about here in a second. Mm -hmm. So Bill Belichick's not going there. I mean, do you make the splash knowing that – because Bill Belichick's not going to be coaching for – the next 10 years he's only going to be coaching three or four years yeah like if you think it's the right move because it sounds like and i don't know this for sure but i'm listening to dan patrick today it doesn't sound like the eagles locker room is fully sold on nick sirianni Sirianni. he's been there two years this is his second year third year third year so dump him and you go for Old Bill, huh? It's a possibility. I wouldn't do it. I'd keep them and try and get coordinators that know what the hell they're doing. And Belichick, I mean, he's he's one of the best coaches ever. And as we've said, phenomenal, phenomenal defensive uh, system he puts in. And and the players he gets, I'm sure he'd have a lot of say on the players he'd want to draft and sign that would come onto that team, and he probably would coach them up really well. Not with Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman would control that. You think? Oh yeah, he does it now. There's, I don't like. He would talk to him, obviously, but yeah, that's a big gamble. So, yeah, maybe we'll see by the end of January if, if Sirianni is still around, or yeah, if they want to go, you know, kick that can down the road and go with Belichick. Yeah. Um, that's Cowboys, Derek. I never, I never thought of that. We were talking about them a little bit before we oh, hit God. record. So they're retaining Mike McCarthy. Do you think that's the right move? Uh, I mean, 
No, but after uh, you you listed and said after this season, this upcoming next year or, or into twenty twenty five is when they can hit the reset button because you listed this is the last year of McCarthy's deal coming up and the last year for my God, Pollard, Prescott, and so many other players on that Cowboys team that you could basically hit the reset button maybe after this one more year with McCarthy if it doesn't work out. Yeah, I, I think like I know a lot of people are like wanting McCarthy's head, like get him out of town, but it's just like Dallas like, fans you, definitely you, are. You said it's just like it's so hard to just say we're gonna hit the reset button this year. And then what if you have to do it again because Prescott does the same thing? I'm not signing Prescott to the highest paid contract for a quarterback if he can't win in the postseason. Yeah. And maybe Jerry Jones is just loyal to a fault. Like he kept Jason Garrett for way too damn long. Oh, way too freaking long. He left Wade Phillips there for four years and he should have fired him after two because he was terrible as a head coach. Good coordinator, bad coach, yeah. But I think I think what what it comes down to is a little bit of Jerry Jones's ego sticking in the way. Because <laughs> Jerry Jones wants to be the reason the Cowboys win, not Mike McCarthy. So mm-hmm. I think seeing Bill Belichick on the market kind of made him like, no, because Bill Belichick will be the reason we won, yeah. not me. But as I've said it, Eric, to me, in my opinion, Dak Prescott is just like Tony Romo. He'll put together a great regular season. He'll win you, you know, 11, 12 games. But then come the playoffs, he just, you know, he stumbles out of the, he just stumbles and he's not very good. And that's how Romo was. I mean, 12, they were what, 12 and five the last three years. Dude, it's the same thing with the Falcons where there's just no growth. No. They're 12 and 5. What and 12 and 5 is pretty good. Like I wouldn't be complaining about 12 no, and 5. No, 12, 12 and 5 is excellent. But, but losing... if I'm going 12 and 5 loss at what they've won one playoff game since McCarthy's been there. Yeah, that was last year. Yeah, and it was against a broken Tom Brady led Tampa Bay Buccaneers team. I yeah, an old Tom Brady and brittle old uh injury riddled Buccaneers team last year, correct. Yeah, not saying much. When did he get to town, McCarthy? Was it 2020? Yeah, I believe it was 2020 since this was his, he just finished his third year getting ready to go into his fourth. Yeah. No, 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 no. Yes, it was. It was 2020 because that's when uh, he came in, Dak Prescott broke his ankle. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah. Because then they, that right here, they lost four straight. Yeah, that sucks. Um, but Dallas, uh, get a running game. Find a uh, competent running back, probably in the draft, unless you want to sign some guy, maybe for like a one-year prove it deal. What if they? Well, hey, what if they like snatched away Saquon from the Giants for one year? Man, would Saquon go to the Cowboys? Hey, money talks, Eric. If they offered yeah. him enough for one, if they offered him enough for one year. Yeah. Can you imagine that though? It'd be interesting. You'd have a good rep- God, you'd have Giants, a good back. The Giants cannot let him out the door, man. No. Which um, but we'll so I'm looking back him. 12 and 5. Excuse me, 2021. And that's when uh Prescott slid with 14 seconds to go. 
Yep. And people are like, what was that play called? Uh, uh, Dallas sucks. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Dallas sucks. <laughs> and then in 2022, they beat Tampa. Then they couldn't they couldn't move the ball to save their damn oh, lives God. against San Francisco. Nope. They lost that game 19 to 12. And then this year, you get bent over backwards and spanked. Raffle stomped. R O F L stomped. Yes. By Green <laughs> Bay. So. And basically a rookie quarterback in Jordan Love because this was his first year starting. Yeah, and his first playoff, first playoff game ever, too, for him. An old rookie in Jordan Love. Yeah. So basically, what we have to say is go around. Yeah, Eagles and uh, Eagles Cowboys got a lot of work to do this this uh, off season. Yep, especially the Eagles with all those free agents you listed. Oh, that's so many, sixteen of them to be exact. All right, let's talk about the coaches real fast, Derek. Yes. So, Jim Harbaugh met with the Los Angeles Chargers of Los Angeles, Anaheim, Pasadena, Los Angeles. It's a Over lot of uh... yesterday, and from what I've heard from Albert Breer and Peter King, is that the job is basically Jim Harbaugh's if he wants it. Harbaugh working with Justin fan, Herbert. Huh? As a Broncos fan, how does that make you feel? I mean, I don't want it to happen because. Jim if you look a damn good football coach. Exactly. You stick Harbaugh on that team to go with, they already have a good quarterback. He doesn't need to go find one. He already has one in house. I mean, you team Harbaugh with, with Herbert in that offense. I mean, yeah, I think they, the Chargers would probably be pretty good. I mean, and you know, Harbaugh's not going to do any dumb boneheaded calls like that other jackass they had there. Mm-hmm. And Staley, Staley was an idiot. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, I, I hope he does not get I hope the Chargers do not hire him, is all I'm saying. I do not want it to happen. I, I I really think Jim Harbaugh will be the coach of the Chargers. I really do. <sighs> and it's a good hire I, for him if I, they I do. Th- I think it's exactly what that team needs. Mm-hmm. A complete culture shift. You know you're going to get the best out of them. Maybe the first year or two, they might be okay. You know, like maybe okay next year, then better the year after. Oh, yeah. But with the direction the freaking Broncos are taking and the skillless Raiders, you know, they might be able to take advantage. And with the Chiefs down this year, who knows if they'll stay down. But AFC West, I'd be terrified if Jim Harbaugh came in. Yeah, because as you just said, you got the – you know, Broncos are dumb. You know, they're there's really I mean, when we get to the offseason about teams, I mean they're capital D for dumb asses what they're doing or going to do. Yep. <laughs> the Raiders, I mean, hell, we said in the draft, you never know what they could do. Antonio Pierce, I've been hearing though too, they might bring him back, which I think would be smart because I think the players really like him. And if you lose him, he as you said, that would piss really, really piss off. I think Max Crosby. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you could you could fight with the Chiefs over the division title if you, you bring in Harbaugh. That's how good exactly. of a coach I think he is. Uh, and then Bill Belichick met with the Falcons is for us, or he's going to meet with the Falcons for a second time. 
Yeah, that's is this that a guaranteed is, deal that he is going to Atlanta? That is an interesting team for me that he interviewed with. Of all these teams, seven openings, he interviews with the Falcons. Yeah. I mean, Arthur Blank, I think, is going to open up his checkbook and be like, hey, how much you want? We'll we'll put you in charge. And and but hey, he's he's got a problem that he had there in New England. He needs to find a quarterback. And that's what I was going to say. What was the thing that he didn't have the last three years? A freaking quarterback. Now he's going to another place where there's no freaking quarterback. Like you you have a good receiver in London, a damn good tight end in Pitts, and as we've said all year, a phenomenal playmaking running back in Bijan Robinson. So yeah, you you got to get a, a a quarterback either draft and one or get one in free agency. I think if you're Belichick, you want to go to a place that has the talent already preset because their defense is pretty talented too. Their defense is really talented, yeah. So I think he wants to go to a place that has the talent, unlike Washington, where that's a complete rebuild. Oh, God, yeah. Um, you know, the, nobody wants to go to the Panthers, by the way. Like, he's, they've interviewed <laughs> everybody, and they've all said no. So you're going to – like, with, if you're the Panther, because it's because of David Tepper. And his, he's an idiot. Terrible way of running a team. And if you're David Tepper, you're probably going to have to uh, get a coach that's young, no one knows, and – Try and get him to get Bryce Young, and then Tepper well. will and Tepper will fire him after eleven. Yeah, games. after he goes eight and nine. So Panthers, the Panthers are like the last kid you pick at dodgeball. <laughs> you're like you're like you know what? I don't really want him, but I guess we have to pick him. That's kind of like I think how the coach. I think all these will get filled. Then the Panthers will just be the lone wolf. Be like, well, I guess we'll just get the pick of the litter. Who's ever left over? Yeah, maybe they'll go like Aaron Glenn, someone that you know players love playing for. Yeah, but from the Lions, he's the DC there, but he's been an awful DC this year. <laughs> or on the season, he was good, but the last half of this season, yeah, not 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 so much. Defense has been Abs game. Yes, I figured. <laughs> Abs just dropped the puck about twenty-one minutes ago, our time. Yes, yes. At the Boston Bruins. Speaking of which, the ads. Look at that. Look at that. Look at that transition. Just call us smooth and fly. (laughs) (laughs) Um, The Avs are currently on a five game East Coast slash Canadian road trip. They are in game four out of that one. And it is actually 2 1 Avs. Yay! We just saw that. Yep. Um, it started off two nothing, but uh, after the homestead, Derek, where we said go two and one, which they did, I mm-hmm. I said get me three wins on the road trip. They're at two already. Yeah, they beat the they beat the Canadians, they beat Toronto, and they beat the Senators. So they've won three actually, Eric. They did not beat the Canadians. They lost to the. Canadians. Oh crap! Sorry, I'm looking at that wrong. Yeah, four three. So yeah, they guy. have one too. Yeah. Just call us smooth the, and dumbass. The Maple Leafs game was impressive. Down three nothing and then scoring five unanswered. Can I be seriously honest about that game? What? I think that has a lot more to do with the Maple Leafs than it does the Avs. The Maple Leafs are not good this year. Goaltending, as we said, is is a big issue for them. Goaltending and they're just <laughs> I'm sorry to swear, but like 
the thing that I love about the Avs is when you go see someone play like Austin Matthews, who is a damn good player. He is. He's leading the league in goals. He can score at, at basically at will. Mm. The problem is, is you see a player like Austin Matthews compared to Nathan McKinnon. Oh, McKinnon is is basically S tier, while Matthews is A tier. Still really good, but he's not dominant like Nathan McKinnon is. And and let's just be fair, not many people have the speed that McKinnon has. No, not the, with the power that. Excuse me, with which he skates at. The power and the speed that McKinnon has, there's not many players in the league that have that or can match it. No. But yes, both wins on the road trip are five unanswered goals to win. Uh, they were down 4-2 to Ottawa and won 7-4. to I was oh told Derek before we started recording, Ottawa scores the eighth most goals in the league this year, but they give up the third most. <laughs> so that's how you uh... win 15 hockey games as the Ottawa Senators have. Avs won both games too. How about that? Scoring six goals or more in both games, and then allowing Ottawa to score four goals in both games too. <laughs> they won thirteen to eight in both games against Ottawa. Hello, yeah. those are some high-scoring games right there. <laughs> so Boston, it's going to be a climb to come back. Very good team out east. Two-one uh, is this because we are recording Thursday, five twenty-four p.m. <laughs> Mountain time. Mountain time. Yeah. Uh they play Philly on Saturday at eleven AM and I love me some eleven AM hockey. Yeah, get some hockey early before the early playoff games. A little matinee hockey there. There you go. Um Philly, they're kind of a surprisingly tough team this year. Yeah, 24, 14, and six. 54 points. Not bad. They're pretty good. Then they're keeping pace with the Rangers and Hurricanes, which is huge. Mm-hmm. Uh, did didn't they play Philly already and lose at home? Yeah, five two. So yep, yep, yep. You're gonna have to be on your A game the rest of this game and for Philly. Now, luckily, they get Friday off. Um, but big news for the Abs is Valeri Nuchushkin mm. had to enter the uh, what is it? Players Association Substance Abuse Program. Yes. Um, the same thing Gerard did earlier in the season because he's dealing with a substance abuse and uh, don't know anything about it. They won't tell us, but I just hope that he gets well soon because we kind of had this thing in the off season where we didn't know what the hell happened. And there was kind of a rumor floating around that he had an alcohol addiction. And uh, I- I'm just glad that he reached out and asked for help. And he even put out a statement. Um, yeah, that's I'm, I'm real glad he reached out and got help and didn't let it spiral and get bad like it did in Seattle last year. I'm glad that he was able to take the necessary steps, you know, before that could happen. Yeah. And I, I, you know, I think having one, a newborn helped him make that decision Mm -hmm. and uh, having a teammate go through the same program, I think really helped him make that decision easy. And and kudos to the NHL for having these programs for the too. Kudos to the NHL for having this. That, hey, if 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 you feel something's not right, you know you need to get your mental health, or you just need to get your head on straight. You know, for anything like addiction is a real thing, Eric. There's a lot of addictions out there, and it's a real thing, and it's and it's a hard thing to to battle. 
It really is. And I'm glad family members deal with it. Exactly. I mean, I've, you know, I've had friends and family deal with it as well. It's not an easy thing, but if, you know, you get the right support in your life and, you know, you get the help that you need, you know, you you become a, you know, you can beat it and become a better person. Mm -hmm. And I just hope that's what uh, Nachushkin does. Yep. So on a tough transition here, looking at the standings, Yes. The uh the Avs are a point back of Winnipeg. Winnipeg's nine and one in their last ten, but the Avs are eight and two. And Minnesota still sucks. Yeah, well, they're pushing <laughs> posh. I'm just glad they suck at least. And they're better in Dallas. And we so yeah, that stupid chant. Hey, real quick, I'm glad. Me, you, and Sam can all agree that is the dumbest chant in yes. all sports. I mean, oh, it is. it's terrible. Yeah, or the or what did you say when they do the national anthem? They yell oh, stars. So anytime you say stars in the Star Spangled Banner, they you, you hear the Dallas fans yell stars. Dumbest thing ever. So dumb. <laughs> um, but yeah, they're what four point yeah, four points ahead of Dallas. Yes, uh, and. They're just, they're still hanging around. One of the top teams in the and what what the, what what the hell is going on with Vancouver? How are they so good? I think having a new coach coming in and kind of changing the culture helped. Um, twenty nine, eleven, and four with sixty two points. Pretty good. They just the Thatcher Demko is playing out of his mind in the last year of his deal. Mm-hmm. I don't think he can keep that up, though. Edmonton has won 11 in a row. Yeah. Wow. They made a coaching change, and they just took off, dude. Yeah, they have. Um, But they still suck. Yes. But (laughs) they've got three tough teams to climb if they want to get ahead. Edmonton? Oh, big time. You got another point behind the Kings, and – Six points behind the Knights, who have just kind of taken a nosedive, by the way. Oh, yeah. Um, Four and six in their last ten. But the Knights, again, all three goalies they started with the season with are injured. (laughs) What did I say? The Knights were going to deal with injuries. And look what they're dealing with. Injuries. Yeah. Um. Vancouver's one of those teams where it's and, and same with Winnipeg, where I think they might, you know, maybe they'll sneak in, get a one, two seed in their division. I still think the Az will get the number one seed in their division, but mm-hmm. I think they'll falter in the postseason because they just don't have the experience. They're not and remember Winnipeg played the Knights last year, and just the talent was so much better, even with Hellebuck being the goalie for the the Jets. Because and I think the have, same thing's going to happen in Vancouver. You have the abs in a seven-game series with the Jets. Smoke them. I mean, do the Jets honestly win one game? Yes. I think they get one win, but the abs probably get a gentleman sweep and beat them four to one. Oh, I think they would take him to six or seven. The Jets are good, and they they counter the abs really well. But talent-wise, you know, the, the postseason. McKinnon well, in the postseason. Other, other abs news. Landis Cog was skating. It was more like gliding. Yeah. But let's say Nichushkin comes back. Lekkanen, by the way, and Byram are on the road trip with the Avs. 
Oh. And uh, Lekkonen is supposed is potentially going to make his debut. When did Bednar say? Against Washington. He's going to come back. He might come back against oh, great. Washington. So that's uh, here. Yeah. That'll be here. Um, and I think Byron was a couple more games off. Um, But that that's so huge. Also, the it's called the Players Assistant Program that Thank players you. enter. There you go. Um. But uh, real quick, and then we'll move on to the Nuggets. I want to shout out that is going to be awesome for this team in the future. Sam Malinsky. Oh, yeah. Dude, that one that was called back from a BS offsides call mm. in Ottawa, where he just he basically took it from his own net into the zone and scored, and they were like, nope, he was a millimeter offsides. Um, it was just awesome. and. He's going to be a huge part of this team going down the road. He's young. Three three goals, uh, five assists currently on the season. But, yeah, he's a young defender. But, yeah, the ceiling for him is huge. <laughs> he's going to be, I think, a very, very good defenseman for him. Okay, I say he's young. He's older than Makar. Well, yeah, that's like not many people are older than Makar. <laughs> What's Makar, 23? Yeah, Sam Malinsky's 25. Oh God, McCarr's twenty five as well. I mean, well, that's an entire team for that matter. They're all in their mid or late twenties. Eric, the Avs are a very young, talented team. Yes, they are. Nathan McKinnon, seventy two effing points, twenty three goals, forty nine. Dude, it's like when does he not have a point in a game? It's just like it's dude's insane. And then Miko with fifty eight, McCarr with uh, Kale McCarr has. 42 assists. Holy crap. That's pretty good. You think? Hello. <laughs> Hello. 10 goals, 42 assists. And then how about Miko? 24 goals, 34 assists. Like, my God. Yeah, leading the team in goals. Damn. And that's that's why, you know, like, Nichush can take your time. Yeah. As he played 40 games, 42 points. Mm. Nichushkin was rolling. And, it, it, yeah, well, this is the last thing I'll say on it. You could. It goes to show you could be playing really well, but that doesn't mean you're really well up in the head. No. So, get well in the Chushkin, and the Avs. They'll they're rolling. Does Does uh, McKinnon keep his point streak alive at home when they return home to? Dude, Washington? I don't know if he's not going to have a point in a game at home this season. The way this dude's been playing, man, unbelievable. He's uh. He is a once in a lifetime talent, definitely to watch. I mean, you watch him on the ice; he just he flies, and yeah. he's God. Is he good? He's but so good. Last two games of the road trip, get me a win, maybe an overtime loss too would be nice. Uh, yeah, get, so get, get, get that a extra point. point, and then you come back home, Washington and Los Angeles, smoke. Them. Just, Seriously, Washington sucks. Just take Ovechkin's. Fat little face and smash it into the boards and score 60 on them. So, yeah, there's three games. Those are the three games they play before <laughs> the show Flyers, Capitals, Kings. And as Eric said, Kings are good. Caps suck. Flyers is on the road, but you, have, you host the Capitals, you host the Kings. Beat them both. Just, just beat them. Just, just smash Ovechkin's face. Make him no, lose I some more teeth. Juiced up for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> Make him lose some more teeth. <laughs> All right, Derek. The Nuggets, they can't beat Joel Embiid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, he actually played for once. 
against Jokic. I, let's just throw that out there. He actually finally played a game against Jokic. So I, I'm impressed that he actually played. I actually read a stat that the last time Joel Embiid played here in Denver, in Denver against the Nuggets was in 2019, which I just find just despicable. But as me and Eric just said, uh, Tuesday, so just a couple of days ago, they were in Philadelphia. I mean, this is a battle of heavyweights. You had the Nuggets coming in who were 28 and 13, and the 76ers was 25 and 13. It was a battle of the two best players or the two reigning MVPs from the last three years. Jokic, of course, getting the head to head, winning two of them in a row. And then Embiid, in my opinion, winning the MVP by default last year which he shouldn't have. But this game was was competitive all the way until, you know, the, the fourth quarter where the Nuggets laid an absolute egg and only scored 17 points. And then you had the 76ers who scored 27 in the fourth. But then, of course, Joel Embiid, 41 points, 10 rebounds, or 10 assists, 7 rebounds, and then Jokic, had 25 points, 19 rebounds, and three assists. So Jokic had himself a pretty good game too, but as I said, the the, the Nuggets got to step up in the fourth quarter. You can't only score 70 points in one quarter and expect to win a game. Yeah, basketball. <laughs> uh, yeah, you 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 got to be you got to step it up in the fourth, especially with Embiid playing at that high of level. You can't. Well, you can't let him just run away like that. But we'll see. As I just said, the 76ers come here next Saturday, the 27th. Oh, he's not playing that game. No, no he won't. way he plays that game. Because the stat I just said, Eric, Embiid hasn't played in Denver since 2019. And yeah, you know, my little lungs. He's magically going to have a sore back, a sore ankle. I'm going to have to bleep this out. Maybe a sore v- and he's not going to want to play in this game because <laughs> that's just what Embiid does. He just, I don't know. So for some reason, he doesn't like playing in Denver. It Besides is this 3-1 Boston Bruins. Oh, great. I don't know how this goal went in, but anywho. So they only played, they've only played two games since our last show. As I just talked about, they lost to the 76ers by five. And then on Sunday, uh, they took care of business at home against the Indiana Pacers, which Jokic again led the team in scoring. He had 25 points, 12 rebounds, and one assist shy of getting a triple-double. And Michael Porter Jr., as of late, has been coming on and been playing really, really well, which has really surprised me, which which is good because that's – I mean, you gave him a max contract. It's about time that the damn guy shows up and starts playing like it. Yeah. And then tomorrow, oh boy, tomorrow is a big, big game for them. As we said, both teams are in Boston. The Nuggets will be at the Celtics tomorrow, and the Celtics currently have the best record in the NBA at 32-9. and Yeah, that'll be tough on ESPN, but then you got a couple of softballs in Washington and Indiana. Yeah, well, especially... did Indiana just make a trade? They made a trade for... Siakam from Toronto. Uh, Siakam, right? Pascal Siakam. Oh, from that's Toronto. right. They traded him mm-hmm. yeah, from Toronto, right? Yeah, from Toronto they got him. And they they gave up Bruce Brown, their former Nugget. 
Yeah, so they trade. Yeah, they gave him all that money, and now they traded him. <laughs> Ooh, Avs are challenging that goal for offsides. By the way. Uh, oh yeah, that's offside. Get the ch- hey. <laughs> you can just probably cut that whole part out. Anywho, um, no, it's just the custom part. But yeah. Uh, East Coast road trip for the Nuggets as well. Washington, Indiana, and New York after those after the Boston game. Boston will be tough, but the other three just spank them. But look at those. But look at the three after this. You host the 76ers, host the Bucks, and then you're at Oklahoma City. Those three games are brutal right there. Can I be honest? The only one I need them to win is Oklahoma City. You got to because Oklahoma City. They're ahead of you. Mm-hmm. They're ahead of you. They're kicking ass this year. But the Wizards on Sunday, I mean, you, you should, depending what happens in Boston, you should just come or go to Washington and just blow them out of the water. Washington is so freaking bad. They so called they- that onside? No way. Did they give it to him? You'll have to watch it later. But, uh, dude, the puck. He he skates in. The puck is behind him on his stick. His skates are over the line, and the stick is on the line. It's off sides. Anywho, I digress. Nuggets Nugget, referees. Referees can suck it. <laughs> Nuggets are currently third in the Western Conference, as we said, behind Minnesota, who's twenty nine eleven. Oklahoma City, who's twenty seven thirteen. The Nuggets currently twenty eight and fourteen. The Lakers, by the way, are in tenth place. Tenth, Eric at twenty-one and twenty-one. Yeah, but the really funny one is Golden State, eighteen and twenty-two. Oh They're not even in the postseason picture right now. No, since Draymond Green has come back and he came back to a nice booing ovation as he deserves because he's an idiot. But what they, game did uh, he come, who did he play? Who did they play on his first game back? Uh, please hold. Your call is important to us. Uh that's just important. Very important. The Bucks, and they've lost both games. He's came back. <laughs> so the Bucks they lost and they lost to the crappy Grizzlies. Aye. And Memphis is even worse than Golden State and they lost to them. So there you go. And the Detroit Pistons suck. They're still really bad. They're four and thirty-seven. Hey, but at least they're two and eight in their last ten. Hey, look good for them. <laughs> There's the positive side. All right, Derek. Let's move it on to our final segment here. We're going to look at the NFL divisional round. We're going to look at each matchup and then pick them incorrectly. Hey, we we did good last week. Well, yeah, the only two that we picked different was the uh, Rams, Lions, Fox Eagles, Rams, Lions, and you got those ones right. Well, how about us picking the Packers to win, Eric? How about that? It just comes down to the freaking Cowboys. We don't trust them in the postseason. As we, yeah, as we said over and over, until they prove us otherwise, I'm not going to pick them. <laughs> yeah. And we showed why we didn't pick them. <laughs> so Derek, let's start with the, again, early game on Saturday, the Houston Texans playing the Baltimore Ravens. Ravens coming off a bye as they well earned that. The 13-4 record, number one seed. They mm. play the Texans, who are awesome to watch. CJ Stroud and D'Amico Ryans have just Eric, these guys were three and thirteen last year. Yes, they were. Nobody now, wanted to nobody wanted to coach them either. Remember that? And, 
Yeah, and now they're ten and seven in the divisional round playoffs with a star star quarterback now on their team. Uh, and it, maybe coach of the year, possibly in D'Amico Ryan. So not only that, they won the division. Yeah, the, and they won the division. Because Jacksonville had a collapse. More to do with the Jacksonville collapse, exactly. But yeah. <laughs> Keys to the game in this one, Derek. What do the Texans need to do? to upset the nine-point favorites Oof. at home, the Baltimore Ravens. It, run the ball well. C.J. Stroud can do his job. We've seen it. He's proven. He's proved that he can do his job in slinging the ball, but the Texans need a good round game, I believe, in this. And also, it's going to be hard to do, but you got to try and try – and, make Lamar Jackson turn the ball over, even though the guy doesn't turn the ball over that much. You got to make him, you got to put pressure in his face and you got to make him uh, force mistakes on him. Yeah. And I actually, I don't think they need to have the best running game. I think it's just do what they've been doing and don't turn the ball over. Keep Mm -hmm. the ball out of Lamar Jackson's hand. But yeah, running the ball, you're going to need to do that. But as long as you don't turn the ball over against this really good Ravens defense, Mm-hmm. I think I'd give the, the Texans a really good shot. Marlon Humphrey, their star corner, has already been announced. He's out for this game. Ooh. So that is a big, big blow for the Ravens. But on the positive side, Mark Andrews was back at practice this week for the Ravens, though. So. Yeah, but I see here he's still an IR. He's not going to play. But that is a big, big blow for the Ravens to keep an eye on. Is Marlon Humphrey not covering Nico Collins in this game? <laughs> but you have yeah. a you, but you have a very good safety in Kyle Hamilton though that can try and maybe slow him down. Trayvon Mullen is also out too, but he's been out all year. Mm-hmm. Um, I I look at this Texans team, and you know what they remind me of? What? The Cincinnati Bengals the first year of Joe, Joe Burrow. Burrow, not you know, not when he was injured. But the his second year starting, first year full, like playing a full season. Mm-hmm. That's what they remind me of. Kind of a dark horse team where it's just like they could beat anybody. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're well good. coached. They play well. They're they dominated the Browns. Who I still Big think time. the Texans are a better team. A way better team than the Browns, yeah. But I like the way they're playing. A nine-point favorite, though? I mean, come on. Baltimore should not be that big of a point favorite. Granted, they have no. dominated every good team they've played this but year. Maybe that's playoffs, why. playoffs, man. But it, but it is the playoffs, yeah. The Cowboys dominated every bad team or average team, and look what happened to them. They got spanked. They got love spanked. Yep, Texans, though, get in Lamar's face, force him to turn the ball over, and then, yeah, establish a good running game. You have to. The Texans got to establish a good rushing attack in this game. All right, what do the Ravens need to do to win? Just, my God, just Lamar just continue to play the way he's been playing. You kidding me? Yeah. The way he's been playing is just dominant. I mean, MVP level. The way he's been playing, just continue that. And your defense just... Do what you've done against the Niners, the Dolphins, the Lions, all these good teams you played. Just force turnovers. You forced so many turnovers in those three games that you played against those teams. Yeah. 
Yeah, I, it's going to come down to getting pressure on CJ Stroud. Yeah, rattle, rattle the rattle the rookie. I mean, he's going to be on the road, and you know Baltimore is going to be loud. That's going to be a oh, loud. Yeah. That's going to be a loud stadium for CJ to have to deal with. So yeah, just get get in his face and rattle him a little bit because you know he's he's a rookie, and this is all going to be new for him with his first, uh, you know, playoff start on the road. Now these two teams have played each other before already this season. Yeah, long time ago, Eric. The week, very week first one. game of the season. Yep, the Ravens <laughs> won twenty-five to nine. Yeah, this is before you know anyone really knew what kind of CJ was going to be and how what kind of coach D'Amico Ryan's was going to be. Correct. Yeah. Texans got held out of the end zone. Um, I don't think that's going to be the case this game, though. No, God, no. <laughs> The Texans are a way different team than week one. They are a way different team. Um, You got anything else you want to add, Derek? You want to move on into the pick for this game? No, we can pick. I got nothing else. Let's pick them. All right, Derek. As I said, nine-point favorites are the Ravens at home. It's supposed to be 28 degrees, by the way. Yeah, It's going to be a bit, tad bit nippy there. Oh, you know, the, the Ravens have proved it all year, Eric. They play good teams. They beat them. And I, even though Marlon Humphrey's out that I just saw, that is a big, big blow for him. But until someone proves me otherwise, I, I got to pick the Ravens because they have looked – they've been the total opposite of what Dallas and Miami is. Miami and D- Dallas have struggled against good teams. Baltimore has dominated good teams. I don't think they'll dominate this game, but – I just think they get a, they get the win because they're at home and they're just they're a good team. Much like our friends in the deep south of Dallas, Texas, <laughs> Lamar Jackson and the Baltimore Ravens need to prove it to me in the postseason. That too, they have not performed well in the postseason. I think the week off might hurt them a little bit. Uh oh. Humphreys being out is a huge blow to that defense. Eric's going to pick him. I am going to pick the chaotic pick, and the Houston Texans come away in a slow-scoring game with a victory. Oh, my gosh. Keep it. Houston will go into a freaking frenzy if they win this game. You kidding me? They'll be the team of Texas. Mm. So, yeah, I think the Texans can do it. I think Lamar Jackson's got to prove it to me a little bit in the postseason that he can be consistent. And he he win does. Some games. He does need to be. All right, Derek. The next game, the Green Bay Mother Loving Packers, who upset the Dallas Cowboys, face off against the other one seed in the NFC, the Crafty Forty Niners. That's like they're your favorite team. <laughs> now the San Francisco Forty Niners are nine and a half point favorites in this game. Let's start with the Niners, Derek. What do they have to do to win this game? You seen how many times these two have played each other in the postseason? I have not. A lot. I believe it's <laughs> I believe it's 12. That's a lot. I believe it's 12. Uh the Niners uh Brock Purdy. Don't turn the ball over. You play like you did against the Ravens, you will lose this game. It's that simple. Brock Purdy Cannot turn the ball over. Hello. Because yeah. if you do, 
you're in trouble. And I think for the defense, uh, you got to get pressure on Jordan Love. Because if you, if you give that kid time, as we've seen this last half of the season, he carve will you. he will carve you. And he, I mean, look at last week. Dallas didn't really get too much pressure on him, and he, he killed him. Too much, they never touched him. I, yeah, exactly. But, but yeah, uh, Brock Purdy, don't turn the ball over. And then and use your weapons you have on offense. You have Ayuk, Samuel, McCaffrey, Kittle. Use them. And then defensively, yeah, get in Jordan Love's face and, and force force him to turn the ball over. Yeah, I, I don't think any more needs to be said now for the Packers side. Oh, boy. I'll, yeah. I'll take the Packers here, Derek. What they need to do to win, jump out to a big lead like you did last time. Make the Niners play from behind because this team sucks when they're losing. Big time. Yes, and they do. You just put pressure on Brock Purdy. You gotta get you gotta get through to him. Now the Packers defense is garbage. And I don't think they'll be able to hold Brock Purdy and Christian McCaffrey and Brandon Ayuk and Debo Samuel and George Kittle the whole game. Mm-hmm. But if if the Packers like they so one thing I love that they did against the Cowboys was we won the coin toss, we want the ball. Give us the ball. They They're took aggressive. it right down and scored. Yeah, what an impressive drive the same thing. If you win the coin toss, give us the ball. Let's take it down and score. And then if you get a turnover and get another score, just like you did against the Cowboys, who knows what can happen. But Jordan Love's going to not have to turn the ball over. Rely on Aaron Jones, your best player. Hello, yeah. Look what happened when he fed get, him the ball last week. Get him the ball. Even get him more involved in the passing game too, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and the Packers could come away with it. Yeah, this is a big, big game. It's a, it's a fun game. Yes, so, Derek, this game is on Fox at six fifteen in the evening. Sixty-two degrees at kickoff. Niners are nine and a half point favorites. The over/under is fifty and a half. Who do you got? I don't want to pick the Niners, but I have to. It's just. Whoa. I yeah, I know. Whoa. <laughs> They're good, Eric. As much as I hate to, you know, say that. Like I said, your hate for the Niners has kind of rubbed off on me a little bit. <laughs> Especially if they end up playing the Lions. Ooh. <laughs> My hate will for them will grow probably dramatically. But no, they're just I think there's just too many weapons for the Packers. That yeah, you could shut maybe one or two of them down, but I think there's gonna As be two other saying, ones. As I was saying, I was like, yeah. Christian McCaffrey, Brandon Ayuk, Debo think, Samuel, George yeah. Kittle. I think there's yeah, I think there's just too much, too many weapons, and the Packers defense has just been so spotty, suspect this, suspect this year. Yeah, you just you don't know what you're gonna get. So I gotta go with the Niners. Yeah, I'm gonna take the boring choice too. <laughs> <laughs> I, the Packers, like I said, if the Packers do what they did last week, absolutely they can do it. I think last week has a little more to do with the Cowboys being yeah. choke artists in the playoffs than the Packers. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Because um, I, I I honestly feel like the Cowboys went into that game and are like, we're the Cowboys. We're facing the seventh seed. We're going to win. It, mm-hmm. it really felt like that when you were watching that game. But it did. I don't think the Niners are going to take this team very lightly. And they win a week so they can be upset next week. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, okay. I I hope. Screw. On to Sunday night, Sunday afternoon. Screw. 
the Tampa Bay Buccaneers are headed to Detroit to face off against the Detroit Lions. Derek, tickets for this game? Yeah. Start at five bills, 500 big ones. Right? It's crazy. Yeah. Lions, yeah, six and a half point favorites. What do the Lions need to do to beat the Tampa Bay Buccaneers? Use your strength of this team. That rushing attack. David Montgomery, Jamar Gibbs, they are damn good. Sorry, Jameer Gibbs. They each had over 10 touchdowns this year, Eric. Use them. Uh, And Jared Goff, just uh, continue to play well and don't turn the ball over. For the love of God, do not turn the ball over. Because when he doesn't turn the ball over, they're fine. And most Mm -hmm. importantly, it's probably going to be impossible, but you need to try and slow down Mike Evans. Because if you don't, him and Chris Godwin could possibly carve up this secondary, I think. Yeah, the Lions, it's get that running game going because you Mm -hmm. saw what a lack of running game for Philadelphia did with Tampa. You know how much Tampa blitzed Jalen Hurts last week? 54% of the time. Wow. Wow. And if you're Jared Goff, this team can blitz the – List the hell out of you. And oh, yes, that's not can. good for the Lions. Two, um, I, two great inside linebackers at blitzing. I think the Lions will be better to or be able to adjust, unlike the Eagles did. Um, <laughs> uh, uh, I want to say, can I say this real quick? What? You get blitzed 54% of the time. What would you do as a play caller, Derek? Adjust to it. What, what would you do specifically to adjust to that? Uh, bring in an extra blocker. Max protect. There you go. The Eagles, every time they blitzed, had no tight end. They were spread out. No running back in the backfield to block. Eagles deserved what they got. Anywho, I digress. Lions are better. Uh, For the Buccaneers, it's just keep that offense rolling. Baker Mayfield continued to play well. Baker Mayfield continue to play well. Don't turn the ball over there. You're double Protect him. Protect him. Because the Eagles, they had a pass rush a little bit and were able to get to Mayfield. If they don't protect Mayfield, it's going to be a long night and a big day for Aiden Hutchinson. Again, yeah. So he if he can get this, if he gets two sacks again, this will be his fifth game in a row with two sacks if he can it, get to him. Very well could happen because Tampa's yeah. weakness is their offensive line. Big you time. know they were 32nd in running this year? Mm-hmm. In, in the rushing attack on offense, and the Lions were like top ten in rush defense. Maybe I think the top three actually. They have a damn good rush defense, yeah. So Tampa Bay, it's get that running game going if you can, and use the play action and beat Cam Sutton. <laughs> I mean, yeah, beat beat Cam Sutton because he's clearly their biggest, weakest corner. And if you and if he lines up against Mike Evans, which he probably will, oh boy. That's all I have to six, say is, oh boy. Six and a half point favorites are the Lions at home. Second playoff game in Ford Field's history. Will they go 2-0, and oh, Derek? Yay! Yes, they will. Give me the Lions! I think I the agree. Lions do it. I, I think I think Baker Mayfield is bound to have maybe one or two turnovers in this game that could cost Tampa. And, and like you said, them if Detroit's able to stop the running game, and they got to put the game on Mayfield's shoulders. Yeah, it might spell trouble for Tampa Bay. 
Yeah, I don't love the Lions passing defense against this team. No. But I love I love their ability to after the quarterback, stop the run. I think Aiden Hutchinson's gonna have a huge day. I think Jared Goff's gonna have a big day. I think the Lions win this one. I think this one should be nine points. This I I don't think this game's gonna be that close. That's what my dad said too. He thinks the Lions will will actually he quote said he thinks the Lions will kill Tampa Bay. <laughs> He's like Baker Mayfield doesn't really strike I much fear, I think, into that defense for Detroit. He's like the receivers, yes, but Baker Mayfield, no. Yeah. All right, I, Derek. I agree. The matchup we've all been waiting for in the playoffs. Oh, the buddy. Kansas City Chiefs going to Mushroom. 20-degree weather at game time. The Bills are three-point favorites because they're at home. What do they which, – which team do you want to talk about first, Derek? The Kansas City Chiefs or the Mushroom Bills? Bills, because it's the most obvious. All right, the Bills. Don't – Turn the ball over, Josh <laughs> Allen. Don't turn it over. You Especially don't turn it in over. the red zone. Eric, have you seen Josh Allen's record when he doesn't turn the ball over? I would assume it's pretty good. 13 and 0. <laughs> Hello. There's Damn, he only has 13 games where he doesn't turn the ball over. Eric, he's turned the ball over a lot. Yeah. But there, there it is, Buffalo. What's your key? Don't turn the ball over. That's it. Because guess what? The Chiefs, who do they have? No one, because they can't catch. They have one guy that's, that has his girlfriend on his mind, so he can't catch the ball. And all these other guys just drop it. But just don't turn the ball over and continue to run the ball effectively like you've been doing. Buffalo will be fine. That's how they win. I got, a fun, I got a fun stat for you here, Derek. Sure. In two seasons, how many career rushing touchdowns does James Cook have? Two seasons? Yes. Uh, six. Four. Oh. How many receiving touchdowns does he have? Oh, he's got quite a few. I think nine? Five. Okay. So he's got one more receiving touchdown. He has four rushing. receiving touchdowns this year. Yeah, he really came Run on. the ball with James Cook, and if you don't want Allen to turn it over, take it out of his greedy little hands. Yeah, use James Cook, Latavius Murray, and Leonard Fournette. There's three backs. Use all three of them. I just use James Cook. He's fine. He's better. Exactly. Um, I I agree, and then also Buffalo. Just their defense. Just keep doing what you're doing. They're playing really well. They need to up their pass rush a little bit, mm -hmm. but. Pass just, rush is non-existent in Buffalo. If you get to if you get to Mahomes and get in his face, you're going to rattle him. So, what do the Chiefs need to do there? Well, finishing the red zone is what they need to do. Uh, hello, yeah, I was getting ready to start there. I was going to say, well, their defense needs to force Josh Allen to turn over the ball. It's that simple. You make Josh Allen turn over the ball, as I just said. When he doesn't turn over, he's undefeated. But when he does turn over, you know, you rattle him. Yeah. But also, yeah, red zone. When you get to the red zone, none of this field goal crap. You have to score because the teams are only get better each round you go to. And if the Chiefs only keep kicking field goals, it's going to come back and bite them in the ass. So you have to score in the red zone. 
Man, good news for Bills fans. It snowed again in Buffalo. So the stands are nice and snowy. Uh, for Kansas not as City. Much snow, though. Not as much snow, but, but there's still snow, yeah. Also for the Chiefs, it's, like I said, finish in the red zone. Get that running game going with Pacheco. Where he doesn't look like he was ever taught how to run. And... <laughs> And I know, like, let's do, he runs like a robot. I know, and get to Josh Allen. Force him into mistakes. This defense has been very, 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 very good this year. Sec- number two defense in the league. Yeah, they, they know how to force turnovers and get to the quarterback. Yeah, they do. So stay stout on defense. You could probably play the bend, but don't break. But just try and get to Josh Allen, get him off his game. Mm-hmm. So final game of the weekend, Derek. Bills are three-point favorites. Who? Whom? Whom do you like in this football game? If this game was in Kansas City, I would go with the Chiefs. But since it's in Buffalo, I just think Buffalo finally. But for the first, this is their third time playing them. Third time playing them in a row. They're playing the Chiefs in the division round. And now I think with Mahomes going on the road, I think the Bills finally get a win and they beat the Chiefs. And they use that crowd to advantage because those fans in Buffalo are loud and they're crazy. Mm -hmm. And I just think with Buffalo being at home, I think that just really, really helps them in this game is being at home. Boy, I tell you. Go ahead. But Josh Allen, yeah, he can't turn it over. Or if he does, maybe only have like one turnover. Because if you have more than one, you're in trouble. <laughs> but I tell you what, I feel like this whole Mahomes on his first road playoff game, people are going to be like, oh, we got him off and we're going to get him I think we're going to get the same Mahomes we always do. Probably. And I want Buffalo to finally slay the dragon, slay the demons get past the Kansas City Chiefs. Now is the time to do it. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't be surprised if Buffalo does come away with a win here, but I need them to prove it to me first. I'm going to go with Kansas City. Boo! And I think this is going to be a sneaky low-scoring game. Like oh, yeah. 23-20. Mm-hmm. But I think the Chiefs get it by the field goal. God, I hope not. <laughs> uh, I don't want another... Excuse my language, but I don't want another f-ing AFC championship with the dumb ass Chiefs. But no. it's okay. CJ Stroud will upset them, Derek. It's fine. I hope, but I'm just like, just go away. <laughs> go to the off season. Travis, go travel with your girl on her tour and just, just go away. Chiefs, just, just go. I will say. Ideal Super Bowl matchup for me would be Bills Lions because someone's got to win their first one. Texans Lions would no, be another Bills, one. Lions. Texans Bills, Lions would be another one. Bills Lions. I mean, yeah, because then someone could finally win their first freaking championship. It still baffles me how Buffalo went to four straight and couldn't win one. How do you let that happen? Uh, bad coaching. Oh, God. Poor Jim right. Kelly, man. God, yeah. I feel for that guy. Hall of Super Famer. Bowl, but he never won one. Like Marino. 
Well, Marino only went to one. Phenomenal, phenomenal quarterback. I mean, clearly it threw for 5,000 yards multiple seasons, but couldn't win it. All right, I got nothing else to do, Money. I got nothing else either. Uh, go Abs. Go Abs. Second period's about to go on. Go Lions! Go Lions. Now that, now that the Rams are out, I can cheer for the Lions. Yeah! So we will see what happens this week, and we will catch you on the flippity flip. Peace. On the flippity flip.